What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals podcast. I'm your host, your GM, your fearless leader. My name is Matt, and I am here with my friends and trusted companions. How's everybody doing? I am better now than I have been all weekend. All right. I'm doing great. <laughs> all right. So um, uh, do we have any do we have any player character updates? Anybody spend any XP? Leo did. It's been a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe he became better with mechanics. Eh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I just know that I spent my my XP. Okay. <laughs> I became. I believe it became more mechanically inclined. That's why I think. Oh, I'm hey, that works. Uh, anybody else update their character? I'd, I'd spent so much the last time. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you've done a lot. Gachi is uh, so confused about. Uh, basically teleporting last time that uh, he, he thinks he's on the urge uh, the uh, the uh, verge of something but did not spend any points I, I hate it when I'm on the urge of something that, that is life Seth why don't you give us a just a brief brief synopsis or um, kind of an overview of who Makra is since you're coming back you haven't been with us for a couple arcs that way uh, we can that way, our listeners, if they're starting with this arc, they kind of get a understanding of who Makra is. Yeah. So, well, spoilers for last episode, I guess. But um, Makra had a, shall we say, traumatic childhood of sorts um, through a sort of ritual that was intended to bring strength to his clan and his tribe, um, was essentially given over to be cursed to becoming a werewolf in the mind of a, what do you say, eight-year-old, six, six-year-old, something on those lines. Something like that. Uh, something very young. Um, in his mind, he essentially slaughtered his own tribe, but has only recently discovered that he was only a contributing factor, uh, and it's not really his responsibility, but that's a trauma he's still going to have to figure out. Uh, he has since spent most of his life uh, wandering as a monk, trying to impart, find a cure to his particular curse, but also just trying to grow in discipline to make sure that if he ever does transform again, he is able to retain control and prevent himself from causing harm to anyone he actually cares about. So that's kind of what took him over to Three Oaks and then getting into this motley crew of misfits, these hazardous casuals, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, hey, there it is. Ooh. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but uh, he was recently carried off to uh, answer to some charges of of crimes, essentially a dereliction of duty, uh, as well as kind of the destruction of his tribe. Who's brought back to uh, I don't know what was was there an official word for this sort of court? Could, I guess you could uh, say tribunal. Tribunal. That's yeah. a good official sounding word. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he, over the course of this trial, invited uh, or invoked this right to an ancient ritual, which allowed members of this tribunal to essentially dreamwalk into his memories um, and has been since cleared of his charges, is now um, recovering in a tent back in his tribe before he begins the arduous trip back, presumably to Three Oaks. But who knows what the game master has in mind? 
We'll see. So, yeah, that's 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 Makra. Oh, did I say he's an orc? Did I say he was an orc? I don't know if I. I think so. Explicitly, orc, I said he was an orc monk. Yeah, he likes to punch things and then blast them with divine magic. That's right. Not not always in that order, but usually it's a combination. Yeah, I mean, you know, you do your best. Sometimes A B, sometimes B A. Yeah, gotta change it well, up. Sometimes right sometimes they're too far away to punch, so That's I right. punch them with magic. Yep, from far away. Uh, look, I mean, being <laughs> shot really is just getting stabbed from way over there. That's right, way over there. Far, far away. Far, <laughs> far, far away. Just make sure you're gesturing with the right hand gestures. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as always, you guys, uh, we appreciate all the listeners, all the support. Uh, we have we have rapidly been. Um, gaining some listeners and um we do appreciate that thank you for all the well we appreciate everyone except for steve <laughs> I, I hope there isn't a steve now if there is a steve we, we do love yeah you, steve. we all hope <laughs> there <laughs> isn't a steve now. yeah i should have never been a yeah. steve but now she's just not be a no, steve, no, steve. <laughs> he's got the but softest no. hands in the world <laughs> thus we hate him but seriously <laughs> Oh, we do appreciate all the support. If you can, go give us a review. Even Steve. You can follow us on... Yeah, even Steve can give us a review. Tell us how much he hates us now. Uh, <laughs> well, you can follow us on social media. Um, you can follow us on our... Check out our information and uh, tabletop game resources and even our setting, the Hilarious setting. Uh, you can all find that on our uh, Podbean page. And most of that information is in our show notes. So, without uh, further ado, Gavin, do we have a an ad from the ad board this week? Sure, hope so. Hello, this is Metho. Oh, please don't. Oh, no, oh no. <laughs> after a year, after a year of preparation, I now formally invite the Majors College to produce a team of three to five adventurers to delve into my. Dangerously, devishly devised death dungeon. Uh, should they reach the end, all books shall be reward- returned to the rightful owners. Should they fail, the adventurous belongers will be added to the collection. <laughs> there, should the college fail to participate or attempt to cheat, the headmaster's diary will be made public, including such salacious entries as his affair with a certain auburn-haired princess. Thank you to everyone who has made this dream possible. All the adventurers who helped steal or um, procure the uh, the documents from the facilities of the headmaster's home and the school. And of course, to all the fight adventurers who have produced the, I'll say, secret inhabitants of the dungeon. Uh, so you know where to find me and... I'll just remind you, Headmaster, all you have to say to make this end is what we agreed on. It's all you have to do, Headmaster. Anyway, um, Mepho out. Boy, I, I feel like we're listening to the birth <laughs> of a villain. <laughs> I mean, aren't we? <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to write a one-shot adventure just called... Metho or something. Metho's, methomania. 
We're just a couple episodes away from Mephil will have his revenge. <laughs> he shows up as the true villain. Mephil's re- revenge reminds of amphetamine. <laughs> no, it is I, Mephil. I, I know his I know his lisp is difficult, but it's Mepho with a ph. Oh, Mepho, 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 not Mepho, not methadone. I was, I was, I was say, like Mepho, as in like methamphetamine or Mepho. It's kind of like Mepho, Yeah, let's jump into a recap real quick. Last we left our heroes, they had returned to Three Oaks and began to spend some much-needed downtime pursuing their own personal missions. Leo and Kachi finalize and begin to build a house in Three Oaks, and they spend some time interviewing some potential shop managers for their new store that they would have. Mocker returned to his tribe to face the trial for his past crimes, and while doing so, made some startling revelations through a dream sequence about his past. Raytheon was hired by Ruby's mom, Eliza Marigold, for her thieves' guild, and while on his first mission, he encountered a mysterious figure in the dark who vanished in mist. After examining the evidence left behind, their best guess was that it was a vampire. And that's where we pick back up. Is Kaji still with us? Yes. Kaji is with you. You guys have made it further into the forest near this keep. It is you, Raytheon, Miss Perchwood, and Kachi Rogan. Hey, guys, you remember a couple of moments ago where, you know, I suddenly appeared out of the thin air? Yes, what what was that about? I was hoping you knew. Did you summon me? Am I summonable? Am I a dark prince with dark fur? I... Was your heart my... longing? He says to the to the lady. <laughs> I I don't summon anybody. I can handle myself. I, uh, Thank you. I make a practice of not summoning anyone. Kaji, you should know this by now. Well, good. I'm ho- I'm glad that your heart wasn't longing. That would make it weird. Okay, sorry. You say you don't make a habit of summoning anyone, but weren't you the one who summoned a golem like a few episodes back? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the joke. <laughs> Mr. Jeffries was a giant. Mr. Jeffries Mr. was a giant. <laughs> and I'll summon him again. He was a delight. I'm not even in this scene. I'd so I <laughs> Oh yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> so question, uh, can you like take us back to Three Oaks? Like, however you came here, can you take us back that same way? Or Yeah, that would really Whoa. cut down our travel time, seeing as we're, you know, thousands Whoa. of miles away. Well, uh, this is a very new uh, new uh, uh, thing that's happened to me, but I think so. Okay, gather around. All right. Are we going to have to hold hands? Please, please. Yes, we're going to have to hold hands very much. Ah. <sighs> Okay, everybody, uh, uh, lock lock hands with each other. Mm, surprisingly warm, Kachi. Okay. All right, right here, little lady. Put your hand in mine. Oh, I can sense your heart beating faster already. Fine, fine. Oh, it, it is kind of soft. It is. Well, you know what? This isn't a strong enough connection. Perhaps. No, okay, I've got it. I let go. You need, <laughs> you, you need to have your hand right here over my heart. I'll, no, hold, hold on. How about, how about you? You you hold the necklace. We'll put our hands on your shoulder. 
This is getting a little too uncomfortable for me. Well, somebody has to have their hand over my heart. I mean, that's where my magic power is stored. That's where you put your hand over your heart. But then no one would be holding me. That wouldn't make any sense. You have two of them. What? (laughs) Uh, I I do, and I have a tail. Okay, who wants to hold my tail? Mm, mm -mm. Fine. Ravian shoots out his hand and grasps (laughs) Kaji's tail roughly. Okay, wow, that hurts a lot. Thank you a whole lot. Taxi lady. <laughs> okay, give me one second. And uh uh Kaji um is going to concentrate and visibly strain. At some point, I want to smell to hit them. Oh my actual shithead. What, the, what did you expect? <laughs> I just appeared in the middle of nowhere. Of course, I have no idea what happened. I don't Rathian, know. Tail still in hand, <laughs> just just uh, rips it yeah. up in front of his face. <laughs> hey, I still have pointy ends. Let, don't forget that. Let go of the tail. It's merchandise. Oh, that does. That's a stinker. You are an awful person. Uh, as you do that, <laughs> yes, the the necklace does begin to glow, uh, bright white. I mean, almost like it. It's about to explode. And in a flash of light, you guys are back in Three Oaks. So you see, what in the world? Ah, uh, yes, according <laughs> to plan. Holding hands and farting is what makes me transport places. Well, that's good to know from now on, I suppose. Unpleasant as it is. Where did we end up in town? Uh, you guys are in the town center next to the <laughs> main uh, oak tree. Next to the... Laughing Dragon in. <laughs> well, guys, what now? Now we're back in Three Oaks. Well, this is this has been fun. Uh, excuse me while I go vomit. Another happy customer. All it's because that. of the smell. I'm, yeah, I'm of telling course. you. Uh, Raytheon, uh, we probably should get this chest back to you know Eliza. The boss immediately and yes and how fortunate that now we have an alibi we've been in three oaks today there's no way we could have been there <laughs> you know what that's a great way to look at it we get to walk off uh you two part your ways uh you head back to uh eliza okay Kachi, i assume you try and go find uh nobby and, and leo yeah uh you find them pretty quickly i i think they haven't gone too far they're kind of Nobby's like looking around <laughs> like trying to trying to see if he could find you like if, if you I don't know well what what would you do Leo what would you not and Nobby do what okay remind <laughs> me what did he disappear in a bright flash he, or was he just gone he just was Boys night. he just was gone <laughs> you okay. saw like maybe a flash and then just gone if I saw no if I saw if I saw a flash I'd be concerned if I saw an all flash this is typical you Kaji. saw you saw a, a quick flash, but not bright. Just a like a little bit of glow, and and even Kachi was going, Nobby, what are you doing? And then you turned and went, Yeah, Nobby, what are you doing, Kachi? <laughs> so that's kind of how I say a, a, a slight flash. Oh, um, and Nobby uh, was going, God, here, God, God, God. <laughs> uh, do you think he just learned how Kaji? Kaji? Hello, friends. Well met. Ah! Uh, how are y'all doing? <laughs> uh, how'd you get over there? Would it surprise you to know that I don't know? 
No. Neither do I. Apparently, I can teleport now. That's going to be immensely useful. How far away can you teleport? No clue. I, and I have no idea how I triggered it. I might be saving your life, and all of a sudden, you're all alone. Isn't that reassuring? Oh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Nobby? What? How do you think I did it? Nobby, did you do it to me? Can you teleport us? <laughs> he looks at his hands and, like, wiggles them at you, like, try to do magic. Nothing. He tries to do magic. <laughs> uh, I think that's a nobody. A dabba ba dabba. <laughs> oh, I might feel something. No, wait, that's just gas. <laughs> I think Nobby's a little bit into it. <laughs> <laughs> let's change uh, transition scenes and uh, let's pick back up with Makra. Uh, Makra, you spend a um, you spend a few nights with um. Vorgak, because after your well, during your first night, um, you begin to have more dreams. It seems that this mind walking or memory walking has sort of triggered a lot of things. Make me a uh, an average two purple discipline check, and you can add a boost die uh, for that as well, since you've kind of uh, you know, been going. You've, you've had experience in this now. You, you're, these memories are starting to become a little bit more vivid for you. One night, you sort of really have a vivid dream, and let's see if you can ascertain or learn anything else. If let's see if anything is revealed to you. Two purple, one boost die. Discipline. That is three success, two threat, and two triumph. Mm, now you know what the threat is. On your next check, you're going to add a setback dice to it. Um, the successes, three successes, two triumphs. Man, geez, you can learn a lot. Okay. Um, I want to learn all the things. There you go. I tell you what, for a triumph, for a triumph, I would let you pick what sort of dream or event you want to dream about. Interesting. Related to my memory, yes. Yeah, related to your memory. Something you experienced. I can't have like a dream of the future. <clears throat> oh, I mean, if 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 you want to have a dream of the future, you you could. I'd let you spend a triumph to do that. It's tempting. Well, there's more to my past I'm really curious about. So I'm I'm intrigued by what this curbag individual has for him. Has like he seems to be pretty against me. And I don't like do we have a history of some sort that he's got this vendetta, or is he just a generally bitter person? You know that your family seemed to have beef between each other. That's just kind of your your childhood understanding of things okay um well i'd like to explore something along those lines i think so i can better prepare myself for whatever future encounters i have with this dirt bag i mean cur bag uh, hey yeah there it is um okay 
Well, there's two options. Whichever tells the better story. Yeah, well, they both are good. Both are going to be big revelations. Um, how about this? Do you want one after your ceremony or before your ceremony? The the one from when I was a kid that turned me into a werewolf. Yeah, before. Okay. You on your second night there, staying with Borgak, you fall into a deep sleep. And very comforting to be by my own kind again. You know, there's a certain peace that comes from that that lulls me into a deep slumber. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the the slight uh, lifting of that burden of guilt, maybe as well. I probably had a nice traditional meal like my mother used to make that really brings me back to yeah. like real comfort food. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever whatever homemade mac and cheese to the orcs is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, please tell us what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's something something made of unidentifiable meat. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I need to know what orc <laughs> comfort food is. It, it probably is something like some kind of stew. stew. Stewed workhorse meat. <laughs> I hate you so our, our greatest, freaking much. Our greatest right foe. <laughs> our, you you eat it so very rarely because oh they're so very gosh. difficult to kill. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, <laughs> uh, you fall into this deep slumber. You're never gonna escape it. <laughs> you are actually taken back to the night of the ceremony, and. You relive it all. Like there, it's pretty much the same as you experienced it before, except this time, there's one thing that just is at the back of your mind. Uh, there's just a question of who was it that that said those words? Who who was standing just out of eyesight? It seemed in the shadows. Saying he will be mine, he will belong to me. Who was it? And after the ceremony, as you're sort of in and out of consciousness, you see stepping out of the shadows none other than Kerbag. As he finishes the ceremony and does something to place an enchantment upon you, make me a vigilance check. Hard. Three purple difficulty with a setback dice. Vigilance. Ooh, this is going to be can be a close one. You've got a story point. You got three. Uh, that's true. I wouldn't be given that the other two of us have stepped away from the desk. I wouldn't be upset with you using a story point for that uh, because we know that Gavin's just going to flip it back again. Not even saying yes. Not even got a yes. Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I know, so I'll spend one. Do I click it here? Yeah. I'll click it. No. Oh, uh, uh. There we go. No. 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 <laughs> that's, too, that's enough slices. That's too many. Too many story books. <laughs> All right. So what I'm what I'm rolling here is three yellow, one green against Ooh. three purple and a black. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's good. Pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oof. That's a failure and a threat. <sighs> hate to see it. You do. You really right. do, Cotton. Uh, you wake up <laughs> startled from this dream. <laughs> and then you know that dreadful feeling 
you're not alone in your hut. And before you can react, you see two eyes glowing in the dark that lunge towards you and strike. What? Let's switch back to Raytheon. That sounds about right. No, let's stay with <laughs> pass. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Raytheon. Um, do you mind fast forwarding a little bit here? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Or do you want to talk to Eliza about this? I think I would like to talk to Eliza about it, actually. So just sort of going going upstairs to uh, to her office. Yeah. Uh, as as previously instructed. You notice Miss Perchwood starts speeding up just a little bit, picking up her pace. I beat her pace. <laughs> you guys just, I imagine you like one speeds up, it's, the other it's speeds like, up. It's just back like, and forth. Just yeah. slowly escalating <laughs> yeah. childish race to mom's, yeah. mom's door. You get yeah. to the door at the I'm, same time. I'm waiting for the mud in the boots as a stalling tactic. No, absolutely. I use primal magic to put mud not in her boots, but down her pants. I think she was in just just slightly in front of you, and it slowed her down. You guys get there at the same time, and it it is full like middle school idiot like shoving her out of the door as I open it. Fine, you can go in first. I'll be the gentle woman. Nothing gentle about what you just did. Eliza, have you any time? Uh, yeah, she's kind of startled. Uh, no, no, come in. Come in, please. No, don't knock. Of course not. I don't have any sort of privacy here. Please, no, come in. Make yourself at home. Here's two seats. Why don't you sit down? Buddy, what time is it? Yes, Miss Bertrand, why don't you sit down? I think I'm just, I'm fine. I don't want to sit. I'm watching for threats. We do have some report to make on our recent endeavor when we arrived there we did retrieve this chest which is yours to do with as you must and hand that over uh she quickly opens it up uh she opens it up it sort of glows and then she closes it thank you what what color does it glow um a soft blue okay um additionally when we arrived the person in question had been killed. We have reason to believe that vampires were involved. There was one in the room. Puncture wounds on the neck. Blood drained. This is, this is troubling. Very troubling. Um, hmm, very troubling. Were you able to find any other documentation? There was also a ledger here. Um, I've never been one for figures. But uh, you may find it useful. Oh, most of these are not just ledgers. These are very, um, very secretive documents that often have other information in them. So hopefully we can use this to our advantage. Maybe ascertain as to what is going on with the Nightblades, who maybe hired them to steal this, and what they're... Hmm agenda is uh, may I see it certainly it is yours all right so there was a another being in the room and it fled quickly vanished in mist typically only the most powerful vampires can 
display that ability. How are you able to cause it to flee in such uh, haste? That is where the story gets somewhat complicated. Um, I am not sure how it happened, but you remember my associate, Kachurugan? Yes. He appeared in the room with us by what seems to have been some divine magic. Oh. I believe the surprise and being outnumbered three to one mm. skewed things away from this creature's favor. Interesting. Sounds that Afrio may have had a hand in helping. Do we need to um, speak with Kachi on the sensitivity of this manner, or is he? did he ask any questions? Mostly just how it came to be that he was there and how we might make our way back, which fortuitously we did with the help of Avrael. Wonderful. I'm not surprised. It is this shard is believed, was believed to be possibly hers. Um, it's hard to tell, you know, from legends, but we were, I will say, thanks to you and Ruby bringing that ore back, we were able to track this down. So that makes sense. Makes sense that it would have, she would help out in that, in such a grand way. I am worried, though, this new adversary. They will have difficulty tracking us. Our return was rather non-linear and unorthodox. Yes. Uh, I'm not really worried about that. I'm more worried about why they're why they were after the same artifact. That is... They appeared to be waiting. They had plenty well, of opportunity. Of course. They couldn't get into the chest, I would imagine. <laughs> well, it's a chest. You can just sort of pick it up and deal with it at your own leisure wherever you choose. Oh, she tosses you to the chest. Go ahead, have a try. It is quite impervious. All right. Uh, I attempt to open it. It does not open. <laughs> All right. Well, it's locked, so uh, I I would like to engage in skullduggery. Sure. Uh, I don't think I've ever used that skill. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a formidable five purple difficulty. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 do some lock fuckery. <laughs> Zero success is one threat. Uh it, it shocks you for a strain. <laughs> you think you've almost got it, and then like it's the the locking mechanism spins like uncontrollably, uh, and then like just shoots electricity out of it. I, I want it known that I almost got it. <laughs> <laughs> like like he just, says that. Very, very good. Uh not bad. You you just hear some snickering over in the corner from where Miss Perchwood is cleaning gonna... out her trousers apparently <laughs> from behind her. <laughs> cleaning out her trousers? <laughs> from behind her. Like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just like digging it out. <laughs> um very well, yeah, yes. I... It's it's very, very well protected. Just let's say Morty had a hand long ago in gifting me that gift. I assume that uh, I would assume that 
whoever this individual was or being this was, it was very hard for him to them to to get it open. And that's probably they're probably waiting for someone to come and unlock it and then kill them. So well done. I'm very impressed. Miss Perchwood, did he uh did he perform admirably? Yes. Yes, that's 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 the question we need to answer. Uh she stops and goes, Yes. He was quite skilled. I clean the rest of the mud out of her pants. Wait, with magic? <laughs> yep. Okay. Come. That was about to get nope. really weird. No. <laughs> um, just, just, just reach back. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, she goes, be appreciated. Even though I typically work alone, I wouldn't mind having him on my team again. Like the tiniest, just yes. <laughs> very well, very well. Um, all right. Give me a few days. Let me see if I can make heads or tails of this ledger, and then we may have another mission for you, too, the both of you. Does that sound um, good for you? I can get along with that. All right. Very well. I bid you good night. If you need anything, uh, please speak to the bartender and he will uh, give you any uh, assistance that you might need for health elixirs or uh, anything of that nature. Yeah, my thanks. Thank you. And do please knock the next time. She's the one who made it a race. And I and I just sort of like walk out. <laughs> All right, you guys both leave. And as uh, I think the door closes, we are going to transition to Leo, Kachi, and Nami. Let's, let's decide. Let's figure out what we got going on here. What are you guys, what are you guys thinking for? Uh, let's start off with the obvious. Let's, let's pick us um, a, let's pick us a, a shop manager. Who you guys want? You guys have had a couple weeks to think about it. I I sent you. I gave you guys the. I gave you guys the stats for each character. So, Leo is um, Nobby is on a small stool. Um, Leo has a um, has some measuring tape. He's measuring like uh, like Nobby's uh, shoulder width and his height. Um, for some um, some clothing, so and his the inseam. Yeah, in well, not not too uh, desperate about the inseam, but still has the number just for, uh, just for future reference. And he says, uh, "Kaji, I'm telling you, it's got to be Frank. It's got to be Frank." And Leo, I'm telling you, it's got to be anybody but Frank. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, he's he's gonna keep our shop safe. No one's gonna rob from us. And the guy knows things. I could, I could tell he knows what he's doing. Okay, the drunk lady, look, you know that she's going to be great after hours. The lady with the stick up her butt, you know what? It seems that that stick's movable. Uh, even even Mr. Downy Down, uh, I think maybe he could come around after a bit. That dude, he could mislead you through his depression. Yeah, that's right. And I think we all agree the living nightmare that would be the last one is probably a knoll. Frank's the one that will do the job, will do the job right. I know he's not a, a pretty lady, but man, he knows things. I could tell he's going to get us good deals. 
He's going to find us information. None of those, none of the out, other people could find us information. Out of everything you accuse me of and don't like about the way I do things, the fact that you want to have a person running the shop that you know is going to run game outside of the shop is, is quite frankly insane. For you, Leo, if anyone's going to be running side hustle, it should be me. He's not going to run side, side hustle. I know how to look at the books. He's going to know right away that I know what I'm doing. He's on the up and up. How about this? We'll let Nobby decide. He's the one that's going to be having to work with them the most. How about this? I'll stand over here. You stand over there. We'll both call to Nobby and whoever he goes towards, that's who he sides with. Come here, Nobby. Nobby. Come on, boy. Over here. Okay. Who? Wait. Who, I'm confused. Who are you guys? Who are you guys thinking? I know, I know Lee, Gavin or Leo wants Frank. Kaji wants who? Uh, primarily anyone other than Frank, but if you had to pick, probably the second lady. Oh, Miss Winterbottom? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Manny. <laughs> and he like slams his fist down. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> like Manny. Okay, so Manny's out. Nobby, how is one of your arms six inches longer than the other arm? Is that normal? (laughs) Let's not make him a a horrible (laughs) creature. He's a normal goblin. (laughs) You are deformed. I am deformed. (laughs) And you are ugly. And I am ugly. (laughs) If we were doing this for Craig, sure. Not Nobby. He's a cute little goblin. (laughs) That has standards on the NPCs. He's going to let us deform. Nobby looks at y'all and goes, uh, both? I, I I am clearly would probably go Winterbottom and then the Unruly Sorcerer, but no one wants the Unruly Sorcerer. And once again, the only one we're not mentioning is the <clears throat> Living Nightmare, Craig. No, Craig. No, 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 no. I know. No. Imagine waking up to Craig at your bedside. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you guys could, as a GM, speaking as a GM, you guys could hire Frank. You could hire Frank for the Thieves Guild aspect. You could hire uh, Miss Winterbottom for the store. I am a little biased in who my favorites are because I I made these NPCs. And so as Nobby, I don't feel like I can objectively say that uh, I could pick, if that makes sense. If the other individuals can want we to... agree though that Nobby definitely did not like the wizard and he definitely did not like who's Craig. the wizard? Sylvester, the, the uppity guy? Yeah. Uh yeah, he wouldn't have oh, liked yeah. nobody liked him. But yeah, that was his sort of that was sort of his branding and his his stats are are that way too. So I think that the Miss Winterbottom would keep Frank a, Frank a little bit in line. And they would either keep each other in line or have some sort of secret secretatorial love affair, which we would all enjoy finding out the details of. No, we would not. <laughs> what are the mechanics of hiring both? If you wanted to hire both, I think that would be fun. You know, Frank, the muscle, maybe your, you know, your contacts, winter bottom, the, the face of the store. Um, I mean, I let that work. We might have to finagle around with the, the, the money a little bit. I mean, uh, I would, I would not mind having two characters in the shop. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally up for that. If you guys want to do that, that's, that's great. Like 
if if that's if that's the compromise that we get two fun, interesting NPCs and and everybody's happy, like let's do that. Um, Sounds good. Well, Navi, you say well, not both. That's actually a pretty good idea. Kaji, how about both, uh, Frank and Mrs. Winterbottom? That sounds like a perfect compromise. Okay, so Frank Winterbottom returns. That'll be the compromise. It's a deal. Hooray, Nobby, you decided it. Good job, Nobby. Make a manager out of you yet. He like claps his hand and does like a like a, a little rascals like from like I don't know what you what you call that. Like he claps his hand and brings his hands up over his shoulder and each shoulder and just and a self-congratulatory salute. Yeah, congratulatory salute. And Kachi leans into uh, Leo and goes, Was one of his arms always longer than the other one? He picks up his shovel and heads out the door. Oh, um, don't forget to tell me what kind of seed you want for the garden. He turns around and goes, all of them. Oh, okay. Walks out. We'll definitely work on that. <laughs> We're going to get him like 10 different varieties. Picks up his shovel and heads out to the farm. Let's, uh, let's jump back to jump back to Makra. Yeah, yeah let's jump back to Makra. Makra, roll initiative. <laughs> Been waiting for that. <clears throat> but before before we we determine initiative, uh, this thing's gonna get a uh, an attack on you. Oh no! Not eat this. Um, what is your melee defense? One. One. Dang. Okay, three three failures, four advantages. It did horrible. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Gosh. Um, you know what? It's going to, um, with four advantages, it misses. Somehow, I guess you wake up just in time to sort of roll. Maybe you're, you're startled and you roll off your cot. <laughs> it lunges at you. Um, I have, in, my, in my head, work sleep on the ground. Maybe a... Okay. Maybe it's just like a, a blanket or, or something or an animal hide that's grit spread on the floor. Okay. All right. Uh, I think it's going to give a advantage to itself on its next check with the four advantages. Can you upgrade the difficulty or ability of someone's next check? I guess what it's going to do. So it's going to roll its initiative. That's it. It was attacking. It's going to roll cool. That is a three and two on my initiative. Three success, two advantage. Roll dice. All right. Five successes, three advantage. So it gets to go again as we are now in initiative. Yeah. Yeah, it does. This is quite the fight I'm finding myself in. Oh, yes. It's like that meme from The Simpsons. Like, hee hee, I'm in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I just really love the concept that Makra is just like hazardous casuals Liam Neeson. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You guys are arguing over who to hire for a business, and I'm in a life and death battle. Like fighting for your life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it rolls. Uh, you sort of square up, you kind of get to your feet and, uh, you, it's kind of hard to tell what you're fighting right now. Uh, you can still see it's glowing yellow eyes, uh, three successes, one threat and one triumph. Ouch. 
So, um, it uh, it lunges again, brings a massive claw down, and slashes it right across your chest, dealing eleven damage. That's uh, that's some sizable damage. And I take six. We're gonna crit with the triumph. Naturally. I don't think it has anything um, to add to its critical rating, so we're just going to roll crit. Oh, I reduced that by 10. Sorry. Oh, I okay. Realized. All right. I forgot I picked up durable as a talent. Oh, great. Roll a 7. Minus 10? Minus 10, so that's a 1. Uh, minor Nick, suffer one strain there, Seth. <laughs> it just—it sort of slashes you across the chest and then backhands you. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do you want to spend the threat? Um, as an aside, I will absolutely take that critical all day. Because <laughs> I also have a talent that increases the damage I do for every critical I'm suffering. So, oh, jeez. <laughs> right. So it's just the one threat? Yep, just one threat. Not much. Um, yeah, not much. <laughs> this might be an unorthodox way of using the threat, but can I get a sense of what this creature is? I mean, sure. as the player, I have my assumption, but yeah, yeah. it'd be nice I, to establish that for you know all the listeners out there, especially sure. Steve. <laughs> God, I hope there's not a Steve. Who doesn't there, get Steve, it there, if you all. are out there, write into us. <laughs> We're sorry. We, 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 we don't mean it. <laughs> All right. Have uh, towards somebody. Yeah, as you are sort of fighting uh, around in your hut against this thing, uh, you there's a I guess there's a little bit of, of moonlight that comes in. Maybe it is most definitely, uh, as far as you can tell, another werewolf that you are fighting. So rude. All right, a black one though it is not the same color as. Oh, so we're in a yin yang situation here. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I guess you could say that. All right, Seth, it is your turn. All right. <clears throat> I need to decide if magic or punching is the better way through the situation. You're not going to straight up just werewolf v werewolf it? No. <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> That's a good way to get myself killed in the middle of a camp of orcs who are just probably ready for the next battle. At least this way, if I manage to maintain my orc form and somebody else comes in, they'll know who the bad guy is. <laughs> they know who to kill, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to I'm going to use a divine magic spell. Okay. Because I assume I can get within close enough range that I can use my signature spell. Uh, yeah, you're within short range. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you got no. At this point, you guys are engaged. Like you guys are engaged in fighting. You would have to, uh, you know, remove yourself to get any sort of distance. Okay. So I use my signature ability. Okay. Uh, which is a close combat divine attack with the deadly attribute. Okay. But I'm also going to use my talent, strength of faith. Ooh. So once per session, I can use this talent to add success equal to my ranks in discipline and advantage equal to my ranks in willpower to the result of my next divine skill check. Okay. So I get to automatically start with, I think, four success and four advantage, if I remember my character sheet properly. Goodness. 
it's a once per session ability. So hey, yeah. spend it. Yeah. So let's see. And then my divine spell is a four purple difficulty. It's going against two purple. It is going to get upgraded twice. Ah, so it becomes two red. It has two ranks, two ranks of adversary. Yes, it's two red. That's that's rude. <laughs> I'm very disappointed, Matthew. I'm sorry. Hey, you got a story point. I don't think I need to spend it. We not. Matt's just waiting for that one session where we yeah. where we fuck up and spend all of our story <laughs> points. I shall unleash the kraken. <laughs> I'm also waiting for him to spend some because every time he does, I get strained back. Oh, I'll probably spend one next time. I've got right. two. I think I got it. I think I got my dice pool ready. All right. So it is four yellow against <sighs> two red, plus four success and four advantage. Jeez, nice goodness. All right, let it rip. Jeez, that oh is my four successes with five advantages and two oh. triumphs. Oh, Don't you love to see it? Gosh. That's incredible. Good night, Eleven. It's good to have Mocker back. Yeah, buddy. Lord have mercy. And so, so Seth, what's it feel like to be the competent person in this group? <laughs> Very unusual. I don't usually get to play that kind of a character. How much damage <laughs> is this going to be? As much as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Plus four is 12 damage. 12 damage. Okay. God, I missed this so much. <laughs> um, all right, you blast this thing. Oh, what does it look like? I mean, he's still it's still alive, but I I think this is a this is a well, heavy, heavy blow. I mean, between my my five advantages and my two triumphs, I've got a lot to work with here yet. Yeah. Yeah. Good God, that's an amazing role. It's almost too amazing. I really am. Like, obviously, I'll use at least one triumph to crit. Okay. Like, I mean, obviously, right? Obviously. Obviously. Um, especially because my signature spell gives it the deadly attribute. All right, let's go ahead and roll that crit. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but with the vicious quality equal to my ranks and knowledge. Yep. Which I have a knowledge lore of two. So I get to add 20. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Uh, the target can no longer see. Upgrade the difficulty of checks twice. Upgrade the difficulty of perception and vigilance checks three times until the critical injury is healed. God, you love to see it. Yeah. So with, with that critical in mind, I'd say part of what I did was just a direct shot of divine energy right into this thing's face. Yes. All right. So in, in, my, in my mind, there's like charring now around its eyes. Gosh. Its eyes are no longer glowing yellow. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade the difficulty of checks twice. Upgrade the difficulty of perception and vigilance checks three times. Okay, all right. Twice it is. So that's one triumph. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Man, if you'd spent like <laughs> I could have added I could have added more with if you did advantages. if you just spent if you just spent two advantage to crit and then two triumphs, you would you could have added another twenty to that. That'd have been one forty. I was I was thinking that some like some of this commotion would probably bring somebody around. 
I mean, you are staying with Vorgak. You could have Vorgak enter the tray. Yeah, let's bring let's bring my old buddy Vorgak into this. (laughs) Yeah, I like that dude. All right. Uh, Okay. Uh, Since it's at the end of the the Vorgak, two arms. (laughs) Let me. I'll 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 recover some strain. Okay. Because I I was currently sitting at two strains, so I can recover two, and then I'll have to add two back for the spell. Yeah, so you'll just stay at two. So I'll just I'll just be ending that there. So that gives okay. me three advantage left. Yes. Um, you can knock him prone. Yeah, I think with that I will. All right, he's prone. Um, so as I roll, I grab my staff and I just shoot this divine light right at this thing's face, and then um, so it's got charring around his eyes, and I in my head it's like. Uh, its claws come up and like, ah, it's like grabbing at its face. And as it stumbles back, it trips over something and falls down onto the floor. And then Vorgax walks in. Uh, Vorgax hears the commotion. He's like, jumps like Lucy. <laughs> he, he doesn't walk in. He jumps uh, into the fray and just like brings like a double, uh, double fist, like down on this, this werewolf. And he rolls. One success for advantage. Okay. Orgak is Orgak is ripped. Yeah, he just pummels this thing. And that's gonna be uh you just see uh, this thing like start coughing up blood. Um and yeah, he's gonna crit him as well. How about that? 99. Uh crippled. One limb. <laughs> it's impaired until healed. Uh he's gonna He's gonna he's gonna cripple his right arm. All right. Okay. Um this thing takes a maneuver to stand up and is going to try and attack Seth again. He is rolling three yellow against two red and one black. There we go. Oh man. One success to advantage. He he hits. He connects. He connects. Um. So that's going to be ten damage. Yes. You know what? He's got two advantage. He can crit on two, so he's going to crit you again. Maybe he'll get better this time. Okay, so you still decrease it by ten. Mm-hmm. But, but you then have. I added, added, yeah, so, yeah, we're so I get to add another. All right, so we're we're even. Oh, wait, say that again. Yeah, I'm, I have one, and okay. I have durable, so it okay. just balances out. So it's yeah. okay. That's that's what I thought. Okay, I just we're, want to make we're sure we're on the same page there. Yeah. All right, cool. Roll. What do we got? Sixty-five. A sixty-five. Slightly dazed, disoriented until the, this critical injury is healed. So you will add a setback dice on all your checks. All right, Seth, it is your turn. <laughs> it's Makra's turn. <clears throat> He's looking rough. Gonna... He's got some blood pouring out of his mouth, out of his mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, out of his mm-hmm. arm that's that's crippled and broken at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's snarling. Debating if I want to go in for the uh the takedown. Question is, do you want to kill it? Do you want to just subdue it? Is this this might be a little metagamey, but is it is it a rival or is it a nemesis? Uh well, it's it's pretty beefy, so I I I'd say the chances are it being a rival is pretty pretty slim. 
Okay. <laughs> Which means the the ultimate the ultimate survival is kind of up to the GM to a degree. Um, I, I asked because of I'm I'm looking at my talent takedown. Yeah. Where I can make an opposed brawl versus resilience check, targeting one engaged opponent, and if I succeed, the target is knocked prone and immobilized until the end of my next turn. And if the target is a minion or a rival, I can spend a triumph to incapacitate but not kill the target instead. Okay. Which, but that doesn't apply to a nemesis. So. No, but I mean that's still pretty decent. I mean that, that that's not, not 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 a bad tactic to take. I would say. I feel like it's what Mokra would do would be to try to do this kind of takedown thing. All right, go for it. So, what is what is the resilience of this werewolf? Oh, is it against its resilience? It's a brawl versus resilience. Wow. Um, this thing does not have any resilient rank. I guess this technically would be considered combat. You know what? I like this. Um, just three purple. Go for it. Roll that beautiful dice footage. Oof, that is a failure with two advantage. All right. So it's a wash on the success and failure. Yep. Access, so, but I have two advantages. Yeah. So this is a failure with two advantage. Um, I'm gonna say that in my attempt to use my takedown maneuver, I'm I'm not successful, but I'm gonna say I've been able to expose the werewolf enough that there's a, a boost die headed to Forgax's way. All right. So it's Forgax's turn. Here he goes. <laughs> All right, so Forgax. <laughs> Slam uh, just pummels him again. Uh, four successes, one advantage. Um, he just he sort of you, you sort of come in for the the takedown, distract him just enough. Borgak just lands a huge uppercut. This thing uh, lands with a thud, knocked out, and it slowly begins to transform back into its orcish form Ooh, who is it we will transition back to our friends in three oaks i mean we all know who that is or do you um <laughs> the old dirt bag if it's not i'm gonna be very disappointed you know what i would be too actually i mean yeah there's something to be said about you know obvious villain is obvious but Hey, sometimes it's satisfying. Like, let's uh, transition scenes back to uh, Raytheon and Miss Perchwood. Raytheon, you and Miss Perchwood are a dimly lit warehouse full of various uh, illegal goods. There are bodies lying all over the floor. Uh, Miss Perchwood is helping you up. You are sort of bandaging yourselves up just a little bit and now turning towards your uh, prey, your quarry that you have been hunting for the past few months. We sort of jump ahead in time. Sure, 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 sure. As Eliza has sent you two on another mission after she deciphered the ledger that you've got. She discovered that there was, in fact, an operating branch of the Nightblades in Donhold, 
the capital of Arexia. Uh, you were sent and sent with some uh, communications to give to the queen, who was very happy that y'all would be handling this issue discreetly. You spent a few weeks infiltrating or gathering intel to be able to infiltrate the Nightblades organization. And you have at your, um, dis- I guess, disposal or at your mercy, yeah, at your mercy, the head of this Nightblade organization in Donhold. He has been uh, tied down to a chair and awaiting your questions. Oh, you're making my balls itch. Oh. <laughs> Let me scratch them for you. Chaba? <laughs> uh, oh, you said that way uh, more sensually. Uh, you're not here. Um, <laughs> Rathian flips uh, flips an elven dagger open in his hand and drives it a full inch into the wood between this guy's legs. Oh, I've had worse. What do you want? I love this. Um, Almost as though this is unplanned. It's for the moment. I ain't got no script. It is almost as though we're out of land and spur of the moment. I have no idea what we're actually after. Like, oh, uh, I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are after <laughs> Eliza sent you professional gamer. <laughs> uh, Eliza sent you on this mission to uh, discover uh-huh. uh, who hired them and why. Okay, so that guy was hired to steal the shard from yep. Eliza. Yep. This guy knows who hired that guy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll tell you right now that your your odds of survival are far higher with us than they are with whatever thing killed your friend. That sounds like a roll to me. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Three purple difficulty. And with a setback. It can be coercion. For coercion? Yep. Coercion. Oh, shit, I am awful at coercion. <laughs> well, at a boost die. Okay, I mean, yeah, we do have them tied to a chair. <laughs> yep. Um, but that's still one green die and a boost die. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Um, you did throw a knife at his crotch. Yeah, that's true. I did. <laughs> I will let you add a boost die for that, and uh, also I will let you add a. I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna let you add a boost die from Miss Perchwood. Uh, because she saddles up next beside of you and says, "Yeah." And after he's scratching them, I might just cut him off. And we're gonna roll for where is he? <laughs> uh, it's two successes, two threats. I'm getting Don Corneo vibes from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Raytheon standing there in a dress. <laughs> um, where I'm gonna smash him? Uh, uh, that is two successes, two threats on that coercion. Oh, you guys are almost reminding me of my honeymoon, but um, I'd kind of like to make it back out to the missus. Something going that will go a long way toward that is telling us who hired your associate and where we can find them. I would like to find my <laughs> my magic sheet and uh, and and do some do some magic on this guy. Yeah, just just like a utility use of uh, of primal magic to. Uh, to spawn various insects in and around his crotch. Oh man, not a giant. Raytheon's the devil. Just have him have him crawl out of the woodwork of the of the chair and eat through the seat of his pants. Uh, 
I'm sure I'm glad you rolled well in the first one. We've done rough. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, fine, fine. Some count from Arafast. Uh, Lucian guy, Count Lucian, uh, Von Struger. Uh, man, he was one of the highest counts in Arafast. He, he became super influential after the death of the king, you know? It was real big. Uh, he needed the shard for some kind of ritual to remove the curse. And uh, we like the money. We don't need a shard. Uh-huh. You certainly don't. They're incredibly dangerous and corrupt everything around them. Okay, we weren't going to hold on to it, nothing. Who was it going to, this count? Yeah, he's paying. How well? Uh, about 100,000 uh, 100, gold, More than we get for most cases. We, uh, we also got uh, some of the cut to find out where the shard was just to begin with. That was, uh, that was a good payday. We got a lot of drinks on that one. By drinks, I mean a new bar. Where is this bar? Oh, I just I was kidding with you. I'm just trying to light, lighten the mood, the, the, the mood here. There is, by the way, definitely some kind of millipede, like, <laughs> getting in there. Um, <laughs> oh, oh no. this is just like the time with the stones. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You suddenly feel them all, all of the insects just sort of <laughs> reverse course and uh, begin crawling down your legs. Oh, it's like, I'm pee- uh, it's like I'm peeing my pants here. It's like I'm peeing my pants. Oh, this is awful. Look to, uh, look to my associate. Actionable enough? Probably. We probably should get out of here, too, as quick as possible. The problem is, is what do we do with him? Do we let him go, or...? Well, that's easy. Raytheon flips up the knife and stabs him in the throat. Oh my god! A predator does not deserve to live. Fair enough. Walks, uh, walks up the wall, out the window that they came in through. Wait, wait. Let's first let's check around, make sure he hadn't got any other intel. Run a search on him and uh, and any of the bodies that don't look like they're uh, they're just randos off the street. All right. Um, make me. Uh, you're searching the bodies. Uh, searching the bodies, I'll leave the room to her. Okay. Maybe a two purple, um, I guess, perception. Yeah, perception. Two purple set perception. Okay. Two successes and a triumph. Two successes and a triumph. Um, you find on uh, this guy, this guy's dead body in his uh, secret sort of jacket compartment much like cut g's that you've seen cut g mess with <laughs> i would like to take that jacket as a gift to cut g okay um uh you find a uh, i mean basically you find his like journal ledger sort of thing as well uh mm-hmm. except this guy writes his is writing his in code as well um she is you notice miss perchwood sort of stops and goes uh-oh what do you mean, uh-oh? Uh, Maggie triggered some sort of alarm. She goes, but I, I found, found, found some scrolls. She takes them, puts them in her, her satchel. We probably should be going. With probably my uh, so. zero success and one threat, I, uh, I don't, don't know I what that means. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> she rolled very poorly and, and realizes she's made a mistake. <laughs> 
we probably should get out of here. I found something actionable. Let's go then. All right. Uh, And uh, uh, stroll up the wall, out the window, and uh, I imagine she flies away. No, she stays with you. I mean, as long as she can. Well, yeah, she tries to stay with you in human form as much as she can. Yeah. She's pretty respectful in that manner, unless she needs to, and then she, she flies. Yeah, and we're out of there. All right. Let's transition um, back to Kachi and Nobby. Um, you guys are, uh, I, would, I would imagine you guys are probably planting this prayer garden for Afriel. So, so maybe, maybe walk me through this a little bit. So just to help start, I, I want to paint the picture that Nobby is currently um, wearing a, um, an all crocodile coverall um coverall uh all crocodile coveralls with a wide brim crocodile hat and um some nice uh, uh beaver pelt galoshes keeping his uh <laughs> keeping his, his uh feet uh nice and dry got a little piece of straw sticking out of his mouth i think um i think nobby wanted to get some of the um the willow trees down by the lake and bring them and plant like four of them in the garden um, well, what do you, what did you, what have you like envisioned this garden to be? Have you, do you have any sort of idea of what it might look like? Like a prayer. I figured it would be garden with peaceful setting and some sort of like central area that would have like a shrine or something and a secret tunnel going underneath it where it would be his mushroom garden, you know, nope. normal stuff. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Nobby is not building a mushroom garden underneath a divine prayer garden. <laughs> I think even even a goblin knows not to mess with with things that are holy. <laughs> probably, probably so. Um, yeah, so I think you guys start planting some like um, some hedges to sort of like give this place somewhat of a like secluded feel, some privacy for people to walk in and be sort of removed from the world. Um, definitely not your sort of standard hedge bushes. I'm thinking like some very flowery things. And what you notice is as you are sort of planting this garden out, um, it's a fairly, fairly size. I think instead of four, maybe just two willow trees and that sort of give it, it's like inner, I guess you could say sanctum or inner like prayer area. And uh, everything that you plant just grows super fast. Um, not like overnight, like, oh, it's it we planted this acorn and now it's a tree sort of deal, but like definitely you you can notice the growth from day to day and how it is growing very rapidly. Um, but that's the nature of sort of three oaks, right? Like you've you've seen trees grow super fast and regrow their trunks and stuff. So you know, this is pretty it's pretty special to watch. Um, I think. As you plant the two willows and you sort of uh, create this you know, inner sort of place for meditation, I think there might be a, like a, a brook that emerges between these trees and sort of creates like two, a, a, a separate area, like an inner area and a, a, um, an outer area for sort of people to walk. Um, and I think it sort of, it's not just a brook, but it just sort of encircles the inner, inner part of this place. And it's fairly deep. 
ends up running. It doesn't run anywhere, really. Um, it seems like it just is there to water the garden, and it seems to maybe be a part of a part of like the reason why things are growing so fast. That this is an extension of Afriel's presence. Zeku drops by a few times just to check on you guys to see how it's going. I think he's very proud, like very happy to see um, people commune with divine in this manner and, and create a space for others to encounter that sort of um, her presence. Um, you also get a visit from uh, your neighbor, uh, Sophia, the blacksmith. Uh, she brings over a, a few tools uh, that that she thinks would be very helpful. And uh, asks, uh, you know, hey, if if uh, you know you guys need any help or would like uh, me to, you know, sharpen or fix any of your tools, just let me know. I'd, I'd be glad to to help out. It's really pretty. Oh, I like like seeing all the the flowers and trees grow. Well, are you any good at gardening? Nope. But okay, you know, I I can. I can dig a ditch and, and plant a tree if you, you show me how. Well, there you go. That's all part of it. And I, I also have very limited understanding how this all works. I mostly watch Nobby and do what he tells me to do. <laughs> you, you say that and Nobby like takes your hand <laughs> and he moves your hand <laughs> who's ho that's holding a flower from one hole to the other hole. No, no, this here, here. That, he puts your other hand over there. Like puts a different part of the, the garden. <laughs> See, I get to learn more stuff every day. Aren't you proud of me? It looks great. I think y'all are doing a really great job. Um, I, I know you're busy, but you know if you ever want to drop by and say hello, or if you I mean, can I? If you want me to stay out, I'll, I'll help and stay if you need some help. Yeah, definitely stay and help out. Maybe you can help me plant some of these flowers. <laughs> Yes, I could have said all sorts of other stuff, but I'm playing it nice. All right, sure. Yeah, um, I don't have any really pressing jobs to do today, so yeah, I can I can hang out for a few hours. Let's. Uh, anything you need to extra set of you know, hands on? I I I look at the Fatchy looks at the flower, and then looks down, and goes. Uh, I'm guessing you'll have to ask the supervisor, and I shrug over at Nobby. Uh, he uh, he hands like you uh, you two a a box of of um flowers, and then points at uh, an area and goes plant there, shoot, and like waves both of y'all there. He hands her a shovel, a small, a small shovel. As we're walking over, goes, I, uh, Kaji goes, I think he means plant the flowers over here. Yeah, I, I, I kind of got that. You don't, you're not a gardener either, are you? I mostly make holes in enemies. That's what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mostly deal with weapons, so, and, and armor. See, we make a great pair. It's like the circle of life, only it causes death. <laughs> the circle of death. That sounds ominous. Like we could burst into song. <laughs> oh, wimbo wah, wimbo wimbo wah wah. 
the circle of death. It consumes us all. So anyway, so I guess we start planting stuff. Yeah. Uh, you guys spend the, the afternoon planting. Uh, Nobby kind of just gives you guys like s- busy stuff to do and make sure that you guys do it together. Ah. And uh, do, do, does she ever does she ever mess up though? Is it just me who keeps messing up? Is oh no, her? she messes up a couple of times. Like, like what is every, what's one thing she does? Uh, <laughs> uh she gra- Nobby gives y'all some weird plants. And she goes to plant it upside down, and he comes over and like runs over and goes, No, 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 no. <laughs> and like just turns her hand over <laughs> this way. Ah, uh, yes. Most things, if you get them wrong like that, it'll 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 definitely come back to bite you in the end. Wait, what? Anyway. <laughs> At some point, she's using some of the gardening implements. I look over and go, You won't get anywhere holding like that. Oh. Oh, uh, how do you use a hoe? I don't know. It's just a phrase I heard somewhere. Uh, I'll let you handle the, the <laughs> hoe. Here. I, I'll, I'll stick with the shovel. Look, believe me when I say, at least we aren't trying to sweep up off of a tavern. I tell you what, make me a perception check. One purple. A war horse rolls into the pear garden. <laughs> Roll an oyster down. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> Five successes and two advantages. First off, you definitely can tell that Sophia is into you. Second of all, the really big thing that you notice throughout the day and sort of just keeps sticking with you, it's almost like Nobby is sort of doing all this with purpose. Like it's not just you've seen him around town doing the like the tending of the plants with the the town like landscaper gardener. But this is different. Like he's moving with purpose it seems that he has some sort of like vision that he is almost compelled to like bring about. And every now and then you catch him, like take a sip from the, the, the stream and like just, and then just like furiously goes back to working, takes a sip from his, his drink from the stream, eats a couple of mushrooms. You know. <laughs> What is it with this god? You want this goblin to grow mushrooms? <laughs> Don't you think a goblin would grow mushrooms? I mean, that seems. Perfect. I think a goblin would certainly grow mushrooms, but I'm only sure like he'll probably grow mane. some mushrooms. <laughs> like he's definitely growing some chicken in the woods, some lion's mane, some hen in the woods, some, some, mur- some mur- morels, some morels, some chanterelles. <laughs> you know. I, I I would say, is there anything that he does that makes me check in? I'd be like, uh, Afriel, is this something that you kind of want, you know, in general? Oh, yeah. I think that, 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 like, throughout all this, you kind of, like, are checking in, like, is this, like, is this okay? Like, is he, is, you know, is, are you kind of, like, talking to him or, like, helping him out? And you definitely get the overwhelming sense that, like, he is her vessel <laughs> right now with this garden. Like, she is definitely, like, Helping him out in terms of how how to create this space. All right. I guess other than that, the only thing in note is probably uh, whatever's going on with being the blacksmith. I don't know. Maybe she's planting some of those uh, plants or whatever, and she like puts one in the ground, then looks at me and blushes, and pulls it out and puts it back in. <laughs> I go, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, innocent flirting. Innocent flirting. <laughs> Uh, I think at the end of the day, she she sort of goes, 
you know, dust her hands off and, and kind of dust her clothes off a little bit um, and goes, all right, well, um, yeah, this was, this was fun. I really enjoyed hanging out with you and, and the little, little green guy. He's kind of, he's kind of fun to be around. Didn't know what to expect from a goblin, but he's pretty cool. All right. Well, I definitely enjoyed your company. It made it go pretty fast. I think we should uh, spend more one-on-one time. Uh, you know, maybe after I put some salve in my hands. Yeah, I, I would like that. Just, um, I don't know, just give me a ring when you want to. A, a, a ring? Is that some sort of custom? Yeah, we, we have a, we have a, no, a doorbell. Like a, oh, like okay, a, yes. We have a, we have a thing that you, you push on the, the door. Okay. Um, have, have a good night. It was fun. Now that you are my neighbor. Yes. I had a great time. Um, I'd love to do it again sometime. Just let me know. I know you're you're busy adventuring and killing things and planting gardens. So. Well, you mean doing other things than spreading fertilizer and planting a garden, right? Yeah. 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 Have a good night. And as she, as she leaves, I go, Nobby, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Nobby just like face plants <laughs> and goes back to like picking up all the, the supplies for the day. Let's transition to Leo. Um, we're kind of, I, I think at this point, each character is sort of on their almost on their own timeline. Um, with, I know for you, you wanted Leo wanted to do some enchanting. Um, do you want to do that with Ruby now, or do you want to, what else, what, what, what would Leo be interested in right now? I know you also wanted to, to speak with Eliza. Right. Um, either one works for me. Uh, we could just go ahead and do the enchanting first. So I'd get some Ruby time. All right. Uh, do you want Ruby to do this enchantment? Or are you guys going to talk to the, basically like the artificer up at, at um, Morty's Academy? Morty and Zaku's Academy now, I guess. I think I think I'd prefer to do this with Ruby. Okay. All right. Ruby it is. Okay, Leo. So what are we doing today? You said you wanted to chant something. What are we enchanting? Okay. Um, I set my uh my large bag of holding down. I pull out um very Mary Poppins-esque style, a massive embroidered um rug. Um, I, I, I slap it down on the floor with a big thud. All right. So we're going to make this massive rug fly us around Alaria. Fly us around Alaria. Yeah, this is going to fly. I mean, I've read about those. They're really cool. Um, do, do you know how to do that? I've never yeah. done this before. Yeah, here, hold uh, these vials. Okay. Well, so these, this is from a flying creature, all right? Oh, what kind um, of flying creature? Like a, I, like a griffin or a, a dragon? I don't know if he said. Um, I, it seemed like it was in... Leo, you got to always ask these questions. Did yeah, you get well, it from Tom? I got it from Tom. Oh, especially from Tom. Oh, we know this could have been a gargoyle or a demon. Nice. That no, 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 no. Oh gosh. 
what have I gotten myself into? Okay. All right. I love this so much. So you take you take those two vials. Okay. I'll take these two vials, and you see how there's the red diamond in all four corners? Yes. All right. Put one vial per red diamond. Okay. All right. One vial as she's pouring per red diamond. Now, you make it fly. Oh, I got to spend time. Oh, so now we enchant it. Okay. It, does it have the enchantment? She looks, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So are you going to, is this just me? Are you helping me? Like, yeah, have I've a never good time. Seen... Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. okay. I'm playing with you, Ruby. Here, here. Look, <laughs> look I, I, I made notes. This is one of the books we found. Um, that, that Remember I was picking up books in the Forgotten City? Yeah. Yeah. This was from one of them, and I took good notes on this. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's do it. Now, I am so ready for this. So ready for this. As a um, human. <laughs> as a human. Flip that story point. Yeah, Are you going to use it? Uh, I'd like Ruby to use it. Okay. All right. Ruby will spend it and use it. All right. So with that, she is rolling four yellow, two blue, and four purple. Like it's four purple difficulty. Are you good with this check? Are we good? Are we ready? Best we can do. All right. Here we go. Let's hope for success. Two successes, two advantage. So, hmm, let's see here. The two successes, obviously, um, obviously you're successful. You enchant this thing. After a few days of enchanting, uh, you begin to start finally seeing it levitate. Uh, you finish the enchantment and it sort of uh, levitates the highest you've ever seen it, almost slightly above your head. And then when it finishes, it sort of pops, rolls up into a um, uh, sort of rolls up into a spiral and then sets down neatly on the floor, ready for it to be used. Um, how would you like to spend the two advantage? Um, if I could split them up. One advantage for it to be something that obeys us specifically. Oh, interesting. And one that helps us uh, not not uh, easily fall off of it. Okay, here's my compromise. For two advantage, I'd let you choose one. Those are pretty powerful. So for two advantages, I'd let you choose one of those. Which would you prefer? Going against group safety, it, it obeys us. Okay. <laughs> Strong choice, bold choice. Nice. Nice. I love this very much. Nice. All right. So as you guys are doing this, spinning these, I mean, I think it takes like I think the the rules that we found for this from uh, some community content from the the Foundry on Drive Through RPG was like nine days. What do you guys talk about over these nine days? I know you're supposed to be enchanting, but I'm sure that like there's breaks, there's time to actually talk, and and just get to know each other and set that sort of thing. I'd like to find out more about Ruby's uh, childhood. I mean, I guess it was pretty normal for three Oaks. I mean, I grew up just playing, running around. Um, I mean, I never knew my dad, but I always had like Morty there. He's kind of, I mean, he's pretty much my, I guess my father figure. He always, I loved, loved, just 
sitting in front of the fire at the academy late into the night listening to him tell us stories all kinds of stories stories of battles of long ago of heroes and knights and wizards fighting necromancers and demons and gods you know that sort of epic hero stuff pretty much my childhood like and running around three oaks pretending to be a hero well, you've got a necromancy story under your belt already. Well, I mean, kind of. I wasn't. I mean, yeah, I guess we did face him in the Forgotten City, which was really cool. But I really wish I'd have been there when you killed him. That that sounded pretty cool. You got to you got to go through the Shadow Realm. Like, first off, real dumb to jump through the portal. Second off, really awesome. Well, I couldn't just let Kaji run in there. That was that that scared the heck out of me. That's what heroes do, though. No. Even though they're scared, they take a stand. <laughs> well, sometimes there's there's being being brave, and sometimes there's being an idiot. I just wanted. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking to take him down. I just wanted to get Kaji out of there. My childhood was kind of. I mean, for here it was just you know I ran around Three Oaks, got into trouble. Were you ever worried for your mom? Oh, well, no, not really, because I didn't know what she did until, like, I was a, a teenager. So, oh. Yeah, I mean, we just, she just said she would go on, and she does air quotes, business trips. So, <laughs> and, she, you know, she's a, she's a magic user, so, like, she could hide any injuries she had for the most part. Until hmm. I got a little older, then she, like, kind of stopped, like, caring about shielding me because she knew I was growing up. And eventually I would find out. So there's that. But overall, happy then. Yeah, pretty happy. I mean, 3X is a pretty cool place to grow up in. I mean, we've got magical trees, you know, cool forest everywhere. You got uh, your eye. Uh, a lake that sparkles. Now, not that you have to, but do you have your eye on any any special person around town? Leo. We are adventurers. We don't have time for such things. No, I don't know. Come on. Like, you guys came to town and everything just, like, it's a whirlwind. Yeah. I went on my first adventure. I went to the Forgotten City. I came back. Went to the Dragon Spire. Saw Raytheon teleport. Come back here. Had crazy dreams before we got here. I mean, fought a necromancer. <laughs> fought a death knight. Encountered a cursed dragon. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. We got back and I've been, I've been, you know, studying at the academy. Yeah. I don't really had time to think about things like that, I guess. That's fine, Ruby. There'll be time for that. And that's not your end all be all. I mean, I'm glad you had time with this. Uh, just make sure you do make time for yourself, too. I do. I mean, y'all are my friends. I mean, basically family. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We've been through a lot. Would Ruby ask Leo any questions? Like, what? Yeah. You live on the opposite side of the world, basically. Like, what was that like? Why is it called Sandy Harbor? There's so much sand there, Ruby. So much sand. You know, I figured. You know how. (laughs) Okay. So, so you go down to, you go onto the lake, right? And it's, it's what you guys call a beach. It's like uh, here. It's like you know rocks and like like 
black uh, black soil stuff going up to the the the, the uh, edges of it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some sand. I've seen sand before. You know what yeah, sand but, is? Yeah, but it's like it's like almost a desert against the ocean. Oh wow! Uh, now, now we have we have like scraggly trees and stuff over there, but it's but where it's do a, the where do the crocodiles live? Like, do they live in the sand? No, no, do they live uh, in the water. Well, some uh, some of the like smaller browner ones, they'll um they'll live in the, the sand, but like the the ones I like you see the pelts from. They're like in some of the plains that are just uh, west of Sandy Harbor, and that's that's plains land. That's, there's a lot of grass out there, hills, that kind of stuff. No, not many trees. It's not really a forested area. That's pretty cool. Vicious little creatures, though. Uh, don't try to pet one. They're not they're not tameable. Yeah, I've so, I've seen their teeth. Well, I've seen a circus performer had had a muzzle on one and would go around town, like getting it to do tricks. So they, I mean, they can do stuff, but they're if he took that muzzle off, it'd go right for his ankles. I'll, I'll remember that if I ever, ever come across them. Yeah. Well, don't go for their mouth. Just uh, do anything past their mouth, and you, you, you'll, you'll win the fight. All right. So um, let's, um, as you sort of finish this up, Leo, this project of y'all's ears, uh, I think um, late one night, uh, you fall into a very deep sleep. And uh, you begin to dream. As you dream, um, you realize that you're in the garden that Nabi and Kachi have been working on. Um, and you enter. It's, it's late at night. Um, there's fireflies. The, the, the stream is glowing at night, just like the lake. And uh, you cross over this wooden little wooden bridge that they've built over the stream into sort of the the more um, inner part of the garden, into and past the sort of into the depths of these these willows who are growing that are growing quite large now at this point. And you come to this small pool of water uh, where the spring bubbles up. And you begin to see something glow. What do you, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I look at it. If it's something that seems safe to pick up, I pick it up. Make me a discipline check. Two purple difficulty. It's a piranha. <laughs> Bite your fingers off. <laughs> one success, one threat. All right. The threat is obviously, um, I think it, this is, this is hard. It, it's not at first. It's cool. Uh, the water is very cool and refreshing, but you touch this thing and it's very just strong, very potent. But you pull out successfully a prismatic stone. Inside, a translucent liquid glows. And when you hold it, you feel calm and your mind clear. And you hear the words echo in your mind, my grace will be with you. And from there, you wake up. Let's transition back over to Makra. What do you do? You're staring at this. Oh wait, no, I, I, I that's right. He's he, it's knocked out. It's it's unconscious uh, as this tra- this uh, werewolf begins to transform. Uh, who do you expect it to be? <laughs> dirt, dirt bag, dirt bag, curb bag, dirt curb bag, the dirt bag. <laughs> yep. You watch it transform with anticipation, just breathless anticipation. 
But you are disappointed. It is not Kerbag. However, it is Kerbag's son. Hmm. Uh, Vorgak turns to you and goes, are you okay, my friend? One second. It's been long enough. I don't remember how dead I am. <laughs> well, uh, you didn't get knocked out. <laughs> no, but uh, I am alive enough. <laughs> I, I am quite wounded. I'm alive. All right. Uh, do, do you need some healing? It would be appreciated, but uh, All right. I want to make sure that we are, okay. you know, safe <laughs> first. I let's all right let's deal with him let's let's uh he pulls a chair over and uh pulls out uh a cord from his satchel and begins to bind up this young man uh well actually kind of young but not not really young he's he's old older slightly older than you probably so this this is an adult not an old man uh or not a young man but an adult ties him up to the chair and goes that that will that cord will is special it will hold him i believe for quite a while tell me do, do you recognize this man oh oh yes we okay. we are going to have to have some a talking with our chieftain it seems that, that does seem to be appropriate at this stage do you know him <laughs> uh yes i do i recognize him just want to make sure we're on the same page this is Kerbag's son, Dirtbag. No, I'm just kidding. Just a teenage dirtbag, <laughs> baby. Oh, gosh. Um, he heals you for uh, two, two wounds, two strain, and one of your critical injuries. Oh, nice. Not a whole lot, but eh, not too bad. It, every bit helps. Uh, getting the criticals healed is nice. I assume we probably need to question this person. Would you like to assist? Oh, yes. Although, weirdly, I find myself wishing that Katji were here. (laughs) Can't believe I had that thought. (laughs) Katji? Oh, is that one of your former traveling companions? Uh, Yes, he's one who has some specialty in handling werewolves. Huh. Or so he claims. I can't say I've actually seen his abilities in action. Well, that is probably fortunate for you. The Dunair are very renowned in killing werewolves. I was surprised to see you traveling with him. We have an arrangement. I see. Well, let's just uh, wake up this dirtbag creature. And <laughs> dirtbag. He uh, touches his shoulder. Uh, you see a soft glow, and and uh, the uh, the man uh, startles awake. <gasps> he just looks at you and just snarls. Lovely to see you again. It's been a while. Not long enough. Well, you came at me. You could have made it longer. You can just see his blood boiling. <laughs> have I done something to slight you? To offend you? Yes. Well, now that that's all settled, <laughs> shall we? Shall we proceed straight to sentencing then? If you have nothing more to say, Morgat goes. I believe it is in your best interest to expound upon the reason why you attacked a innocent, well, somewhat at uh, least, as far as we know, innocent uh, individual. 
Ed Knight. Not as innocent as any orc can be, really. Unarmed and under my protection. You know that this is a violation of our our ways. Um, he sort of the uh, he sort of shifts a little bit and uh seems a little uncomfortable. This all wouldn't have happened if if you had only obeyed. Obeyed. Obeyed whom? How do you want to approach this? You're gonna to have to make a check. How do you want to approach trying to get this information out of him? Good cop, bad uh, cop, coercion, charm. And say, can I can I brawl it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to punch him and to answer me. <laughs> um, looking looking through my stats, coercion's the best one I've got, but I don't know that I can play this with the coercion. Why not? I guess in my mind, coercion is like sort of the, the blackmail kind of a thing. It's use of force. Any kind of force. It's anything inadvisable that uh, that Raytheon has ever done yeah. in a social encounter. Breaking fingers, smacking, punching, <laughs> torturing, threatening. You can just threaten. Like, you just just threaten. Yeah. Makra has broken fingers. Yeah, Makra. Yeah, yeah, you did break. I forgot fingers. about now, that. Come on, man. You've done it. Well, I guess it's in his character. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to play it more straight and honorable now, though, especially in this setting. Well, I mean, he he did act unhonorably. That's true. So perhaps in this culture, he has forfeited his rights to receive honor. I don't know if I like that though. <laughs> it's just because somebody else acted dishonorably doesn't mean I am entitled to then act dishonorably as well. So I think I think good cop bad cop would kind of fit here. Um, who's, who's the bad cop? I think it would make sense if I portrayed the bad cop, even if I. But but I'm I'm actually I'm still playing a cop, so to speak. Like I'm not actually going to cross that line. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough role playing because I've never actually played a bad cop before. <laughs> Just imagine myself as Batman. Just think anything Raytheon thinks is acceptable in one of these situations and dial it back like three notches. <laughs> well, that means this guy would already be dead. Five notches. <laughs> All right, dirtbag. Tell me, who am I supposed to have been obeying? As if I were some dog like you. Luckily, he has no. Discipline. This is going to be too purple, Ooh, man. Too purple. Unfortunate for him. Yeah, too purple and a boost. Because I, I think uh, you know Orgax helping you out here. Okay, so is this is this going to play as a coercion? Yes, it'd be coercion. Okay, I think you've acted hostile enough to this <laughs> this person. That is four success and one advantage. Uh, he just snarls and goes, "My." Father, and shows you his fangs just a little bit. How'd you like to spend your advantage? <laughs> oh, I'm tempted to just use that advantage to basically punch his teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> but that would probably be crossing that line. Um, I mean, you could, buy, you could get by with it. He snarled. That's a sort of a threat. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I am going to punch his teeth out if he'll take that for an advantage. <laughs> sure. Punch punch a few of his, his fangs out. <laughs> a few of his teeth out. Because uh, at this point, like, I mean, he's he's sort of like, you can kind of tell, like, he's he can't transform entirely. But, like, there's a few instances where, like, you see flashes of, of the wolf surface. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to punch out his teeth and look at Vargas. But, like, I, we couldn't take the risk of him biting anybody. You can see he's pretty feral. Please tell me you're going to make a necklace out of this guy's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Necklace out of this guy's teeth. Uh, He smiles and goes, well, maybe you will think twice about burying your fangs next time. Uh, The wolf just spits. So, Makara, should we go wake the elders? I believe we have enough to make a judgment against our tribal chieftain. I defer to your wisdom, but uh, I am in agreement here. All right, let us let us go and make haste. And uh, he sort of um, lifts up, you know, picks up this this guy still bound at this point in this cord. Um, and you guys lead him to um, the. The same tent that you guys had a trial in. And uh, Vorgak begins to call for the elders. Uh, very loud and boisterous. And people begin to arouse from their slumber. So as you guys enter and, and enter the, the tent uh, and people begin to arouse uh, and follow you, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's transition. Let's leave there. And um, actually, let's transition to Leo. Because we kind of left left Leo on a, a sort of a cliffhanger. Leo, what um, or I mean, what 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 would Leo do at this point? Like, would he continue on about his his sort of day to day routine? Would he go speak with Afriel? What oh, would... sure, yeah, okay. All right, you you enter into her sanctum and she's there waiting for you. Uh, hello. Um, what exactly should we call you? Refer to you as? You can use my name, uh, Leo. Yes, that's perfectly fine. Okay. I'd prefer not your highness or something of earthly, you know, fealty. That doesn't seem to sit right with me. Right. I didn't want to go ahead and do that without your say-so. So, Afriel is fine. Thank you. Was was that you last night? <laughs> Leo, of course it was me. Okay. I mean, why, who do you, th- who else would you think would... In a dream leads you to a manifestation of my presence to reveal something to you. Do you still do? Did you find it? Well, in my dream, I did. Yes. But I'm I'm not sure how to interpret things. Open up your palm. Okay. Uh, You open it up and the stone is there. Oh. You drew this out of the well essentially, or the the water. It is yours. It is a part of my grace, just like Kachi has a part of me with him. It's different, though. For Kachi, I seem to be more of a guide, and that power seems to be growing as well, which I'm sure we'll have a conversation soon about that. For you, it's it's different. Have you ever 
needed peace of mind. Oh, yes. Well, this is my grace. Call it whatever you will. If you want to call it Afrael's grace, that is fine. It is not complete yet. It is still needing your to complete it, to activate it. Okay. I Yes. I, this is fascinating to me. I, I would. Oh, oh very well. It, it's um, simply an, an enchantment that you would need to complete. You can take as long as you wish to complete it. Many days. It doesn't need to um, happen all at once. You can rest and spend a few days contemplating it and working on it. But essentially, it's you need to attune yourself to it and complete its power in a sense, or draw it its power out. Enchant, like like enchant, enchant. Yes, yes. You oh. are. You have, all of you have um, encountered me in a very unique way Hmm. by partaking of the well. You've opened yourself up to my presence and power. And I wish to work alongside you just as I have Morty and many others to bring about better world so this grace for you can help protect an individual's mind and bring about clarity and much more if you so wish to proceed and attune yourself to this artifact that's a wonderful blessing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I, I hope I make you proud. You all have already made me proud. You have stood where few dare to stand and have fought back the tides of evil already. I am simply trying with what power I have left to aid all of you in your journeys. Hmm. Thank you. I'll I'll get to work on this. Basically, to finish this or to basically attune yourself to this, it's going to be an average two purple difficulty divine magic check. Leo has been connected with Afriel and now you can essentially Use this skill. So, uh, since you've purchased into it, um, yeah, just two purple. I can. I think it takes. I think it's just going to take at least probably a week, if not. Le- it could take less. Could take more. Depends on how the check goes. But <laughs> really, it's downtime. So, like, you know, time is not of the essence for you guys at this point. So, if you wish to make this now, you can. Okay. All right. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So, what you what did you get? <laughs> Two successes, one threat, and a triumph. All right. So, let's just say it, it takes a little longer, takes a, an extra day or so to to complete this. Sort of hold up in. in well, I, I guess the question is: is where would you do this? Oh, uh, this would, would be this would be uh, bedtime, like like before bed. 
Okay. Would you go back down into Afriel's, um, I guess, sanctuary, inner sanctum? Or would you oh, just if, sort if it's of... tied to her, that would make sense. Yeah. Then, okay. then, yes. All right. So each day you do this. Um, how would you like to spend the triumph? Would you like to t- for me to tell you the exact stats on this thing? Um, yes. I mean, so if I'm going to use it, I need to know. But Okay. Yeah. All right. So basically, uh, this is Afriel's grace. Once per session, as an action, you may make an average um, difficulty divine check. On a successful check, you may select one person to protect from all possession or mind control effects until the end of the encounter. You may select one additional person to protect for each uncanceled success. If any person you select to endow with Afriel's grace upon is currently being possessed, the entity must make a daunting four purple difficulty discipline check to stay in control of that person. If you select a person that is being mind controlled, the character may break free of the mind control by succeeding an easy one purple difficulty discipline check. Um, what kind of thing on enchanting can you use a triumph for? I mean, typically, you know, triumphs and stuff can be used to like add an additional hard point, but that's not like that's for armor, weapons. Uh, they can use, use it to decrease, you know, the time in enchanting it or decrease the material cost. Um, but really, you know, that's we, we don't, <laughs> I sort of bypassed all that. So let's, let's think about it. Let's talk about it and we'll, we'll figure something out maybe. Okay. Thank you. All right, so let's um let's transition to um Kachi. Kachi, what are you thinking for your next next scene? What 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 are you thinking Kachi needs to do? I would probably go meet with Afriel. Okay. All right, let's let's do that then. I like I like that. Uh she is there waiting for you, just like she was for Leo. Um just waiting. And she greets you. Hello, Kachi. Hello, pretty lady. Uh, I traveled to see you, which is fun, since I didn't suddenly appear there out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm sorry for the, the abrupt manner of transportation, but it was important that they were successful in their mission. Honestly, it didn't seem like I had to do a whole bunch. You basically showed up. Scared off a toothy vampire-looking thing, and then uh, basically just spent a lot of time confused. Well, when you show up with a glowing divine necklace out of thin air, that can, you know, scare uh, creatures of the dark. And me. (laughs) Well, I do apologize. Just to make sure this isn't a new power that I have. I won't be like no, you know, no. pooping off in the woods and all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, welcome to the Grand Council Chambers. No, I I am sorry, but um that that is not necessarily um that was a one one time thing, maybe, or only in dire circumstances will I be able to exert that sort of power that makes sense. I take it you mean dire for those I cared about. And dire for the greater events in the world that are taking place, if that makes sense. 
Okay. Well, is there any warning that I might get, or is it just suddenly boop gone? Typically, you know, it the 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 necklace will probably glow very bright. I think that your connection to me has grown. Have you any questions beyond that? I've got the couple. I got a couple of normal ones. It may be a serious one. Okay, number one. We made you a pretty looking uh, prayer garden. I couldn't help knowing I felt your presence all over that place. Do you got anything to do with that stream going on there? Mm. Oh, yes, that is most definitely me. I also noticed Nobby was drinking from it a, a bit. Were you guiding him or is he just taking a, a sheen to your <laughs> drinking water? I was helping him along his journey. Gotcha. Well, that begs the next question. Are you okay with him tending to your garden? He seems to know he's though. Yes. He's a very kind and gentle soul. So I was thinking, goblins are really good at growing mushrooms. What if he built a small cave underneath the prairie garden where he grew mushrooms, huh? No. I, I don't <sighs> think you... It sounds like that y'all will be growing a farm. I think he could find a place there to grow mushrooms. I think if you were to go mushrooms under and connected to my presence, that probably would be a very dangerous experience for anyone that stumbled across those mushrooms. You say, you say dangerous. Uh, I say awesome. Well, <laughs> that's good. That, that shows basically your presence is where i was hoping it would be in the garden you're kind of guiding along nami were you kind of helping him be a wingman by any chance no that was all him that was all him okay that's pretty much all of the uh inane questions i had for you the next one is pretty much this i seem to be out of stuff to do what mission would you give me next your next mission is coming quite fast, and it will arrive before probably any of you realize it. Your pendant, your necklace, has grown. You may be able to use it in more ways, ways that might give you glimpses into the future or prepare you for what might come. I'm sure that it will manifest itself when the time is right all right well that that is unexpected that sounds pretty cool that it's growing uh i guess i'm becoming kind of like a paladin cat g huh <laughs> sure we'll we'll go with paladin that's a that's a pretty it's pretty close well i'll try to use it uh wisely it might be best if you hurry back to your home I think you have a visitor that is in need of help. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. And I'm off. All right. You head out of the Mage Academy. Uh, Nobby is sitting on a stump, whittling, sees you, and uh, takes off running with you back to the house. I tell him something's up on the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you make it back to the house uh, your new house it's it's almost finished 
Um, there's some boxes that y'all are preparing for the store. Um, you've got some furniture here and there that you guys have started moving in. It's almost done. Probably another week and, and y'all are ready to move in. And that's when the fire starts. <laughs> you notice a trail of blood uh, leading um, in from the back door into the house. And there sitting on a chair is none other than the queen's captain of the guard um, that you met long ago when you first set out from um, the town of Three Oaks on your journey to find Morty. Uh, she looks up at you quickly, almost draws her sword and realizes who it is, gives a sigh of relief and goes, boy, am I glad to see you. And Kachi looks at her and just, man, you're bad at romance. Content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. Just role-playing games, Genesis logo and realm tearing off the property of NS and Flight Games. Any content used from Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. <laughs>